This week, Beck and Soda's podcast comes to you with love. Thanks to the Hospital Research Foundation Group, fighting for cures and improved care in over 50 areas of disease and illness. Together, let's support life-changing medical research to save lives. SAFM's Beck and Soda. Good morning. Happy Monday. Were you just talking about some sort of a sporting No, no, I was just saying the cricket. Look at you just glaze over. We said Australia won the World Cup against India. That's a huge deal in cricket, Beck. I know. Cricket. I didn't know it was the World Cup. I knew that what? there was a cricket game happening. Yeah, no, it was um, brilliant. Australia won by six wickets, which is a walloping against India, which is very good to beat India at their own game in their own country because they've been mucking around with the pitches in the semi-final as well. So um, that's fitting. Well done, Australia. Yes. Feel very parochial today. Yes, here, here. But Aussie, I'm Aussie, Aussie. So very, very angry. You know why I'm very, very angry? Oh, you're doing this. We're no, I'm doing telling this you why. So, um, obviously, the Adelaide 500 kicks off this week. Robbie Williams coming to town on Sunday, mm. which will be fantastic. If you're fortunate enough to have tickets, it is going to be a fantastic concert. Um, we've probably got a few tickets left up our sleeve to give away this week if you are interested in going to see Robbie. What are you laughing at? Did you just assume that we've got tickets? No, I look over at uh, Lee and Rach, the producers, yeah, and go, there you go, now that I've said that, we need to find some if we don't. No, they've got some. They've always got them. Um, it is going to be huge. But what it means is, obviously, the uh, Adelaide 500 traffic issues are on, and everyone complains about them normally, but no traffic when we come to work in the morning, except that there are some traffic blocks, which meant my um, green light issue, right, was horrendously affected this morning, my route to work. So I've now, because I've had to dodge around the traffic and didn't realise it, um, 17 lights I had this morning, Mm. right, nine green out of 17, career worst. Yeah, that's not Green light. That's Nine you're have a shocker green today. lights out of seventeen, mm. and that is just a metaphor for what is going to be a crap day. Well, I reckon mine was worse. I was in a little bit of autopilot, but I reckon I got one green out of eleven today. The whole way. I had a shocking run. One from eleven. Yeah, I God, reckon. But they yeah, suddenly my, got so much better. Yeah. You, whenever you're having a bad day, yeah. think of me. My day will be worse. I can guarantee it. I'll find something. Yeah. How's your run this morning? Thirteen, ten, sixty. Uh, how many greens have you got out of your total, Beck? Oh, how was your rally? Speaking of driving, you were driving a Bentley in the rally on Friday. Uh, did sneak around a little bit in it. It was very, very nice indeed. Great event. And if you were living around the hills or up around the hills on the weekend, apologies for everyone with all the road closures, um, for all the people getting around in their cars. But it was uh, brilliant, Beck. Lovely indeed. Hmm, did you have lo- lovely indeed? Absolutely, How it was. Are you? Yeah. <laughs> it's lovely indeed. <laughs> Had a beautiful Friday drive and a Saturday drive and a Sunday. What drive. were you driving again? Oh my don't. Flog, flog, flog. He's driving a Bentley. A Bentley. A Bentley oh, a Bentley. Listen, it's, it's not indeed. my car. It's a Bentley Continental GT from Zagami. Oh, Thank you very much, Zagami. Zagami. For oh. trusting um, yes. Abba and I with your little baby, Bruce mm. Abernathy and I. Abba, um, did you sing Dancing Queen? <laughs> it was funny last week. It's going to be funny again. When I open the glove box, yeah. and I open the glove box, and it's got the little information sheet that sits on the car when they go to sell it. Yeah. It had price 720000 and I started what? to get really nervous. Get out. That's a house. $720,000 for the car. And I was sitting there and I was navigating as I opened up the Bruce. I said, don't you dare smash this car. What if it just got a rock scratch it or something? Well, exactly. But mm. now we got through very nicely. SAFM's Beck and Soda.
Rightio, if you have not seen the Robbie Williams doco that is on Netflix, make sure you get yourself a little look at it if you are going on Sunday night. Just get you in the mood for Robbie. <laughs> I just started Beckham on the weekend. Sandra Sully with the late news over here. <laughs> oh, you did? Yeah. So right. you still I'm, haven't seen Robbie? No, You've but just, I'm on Beckham. What did you think so far? Oh, he's a charismatic cat, isn't he? What know, about the he? fact he um, trims his candle wicks and wipes the inside of his candles because his pet hate is that dusty black smoke on the inside of a candle? Fantastic. <laughs> well, we are talking about the same bloke that on a Sunday night sorts out all his clothes and has a rack for Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, yeah. Sunday, and works out what he's going to wear every I got day to that bit yet. for the week. It is uh, I love him. quite remarkable. I can tell you um, what David Beckham doesn't do is drive the sort of car that I noticed this morning when I pulled into work. Now, uh, Beck, congratulations. Oh. I couldn't believe it. I've uh, obviously used to drive a larger sort of car, and then I've pulled in this morning, and you've bought yourself a new car, and it looks like it's the baby <laughs> of your former car. Do you love what her? What have you got? I got Please myself a everyone. second-hand Mini. <laughs> Why a Mini? Um, well... I'm being realistic about my parking abilities and I wanted to get the smallest possible car. And do you know what else about her? Mm. (laughs) She's got four seats, so I can never drive the whole family anywhere either. So this is strategic. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry, kids. I just have to drive myself. I'll see you there. Um, I haven't seen a mini up close for such a long time. And when I got out of my car and I go, what's going on here? Um, it, I reckon it came up to my hip. Yeah. It's tiny. Oh, it, it's so <laughs> tiny. Straight away, you know the first thing that came to my mind? The only person I know that drives a Mini is Mr. Bean. Mm. Oh, come <laughs> on. You look Rowan Atkinson. He's a bit of a hot mess like me. Um, got in it, um, only got it um, on the weekend, and I um, the clock is wrong. None of my, I can't. I couldn't work out how to use the radio. It's very confusing. Importantly, can you park it? Um Park's like a dream. It's like a little Dodgem car. <laughs> the boss drove in this morning. He didn't think I'd turn up to work because he mm. couldn't see my car in the car park. Mm. It's He's so little. So why a Mini? I just wanted a, I just, I've been driving a big four-wheel drive. I wanted a little, a little car. I'm downsizing. Yep. Good I'm, on you. I don't even know if it's going to fit my groceries in the boot yet. I haven't gone shopping. It actually looks like a Matchbox car. It mm. It's tiny. I don't think I would fit in it. Do you remember Police Academy oh, with Hightower? He was a big copper. And they had to pull his front seat out and he'd sit in the back seat of the car and drive <laughs> from the back. That's what it looks like, one mm, of them. Mm. When you said you won't fit in my car, I haven't invited you in my car. Oh, no, don't worry. It wasn't that. <laughs> it was purely a hypothetical idea. It wasn't uh, trying to invite You're, myself. And also, anything. I thought it'd be good for the kids to learn to drive in and yeah. also tiny back seat, so no shenanigans. <laughs> <laughs> you really thought this through, haven't you? Wow. So many things to I can't believe that someone would choose a car to exclude their family as opposed to include their family. This is SAFM's Beck and Soda. That's another Mum Fail Monday. Mum Fail Monday. Uh, I'm sure you'll agree December is a very busy time. Lots of events on the calendar as we come to the end of the year. Well, lots going on, of course, because the build up to Christmas, Beck, and it is Mm. just a great time. You get the kids, you get involved in all their activities. There's pageants and there's plays. Well, I've done the pageant. Take that off. I've got a diary clash. I need your advice. Oh, okay. So it's um, Frankie finishes primary school, so there's a lot of events around um, that milestone. Um, She has her end-of-year celebration at the school on a Friday night Mm -hmm. where the tradition is um, she does a dance with her parents to kind of 
farewell her. That's what they do. Yeah, like all, a little barn dance. What all the kids get up yeah. with their parents. And they, they've practised the dance. She's had to dance with, ooh, boys, boy germs. Oh, uh, how good is that? So that means that you and James mm. get up and dance with her. Well, exactly. Me and James. James right. and I. There are two parents. Yes. So would she need to dance with both parents or could James just do the dance because... No, 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 hang on. <laughs> of course she should be dancing with both parents okay. because it is both parents, if yeah. the kid's lucky enough to have mum and dad, that they can both go and enjoy... mum and mum or dad and dad. End, exactly, they can both go okay. and enjoy the end of their school. Right. Well, I think I know where you're going to land th- there because I want to be dancing somewhere else. What's I want to be dancing at the SAFM Christmas party. <laughs> What? Which inconveniently is on the same night as Frankie's end of year celebration. So I'm leaning towards going to the Christmas party. I love a Christmas party. I love my team. I love getting on the dance floor. I love a Christmas party. <laughs> I love my team. I love getting on the dance floor. That's three eyes and not a lot of Frankie. Okay, but I think I can compromise. See, Nicole is looking at me because she wants me to be there because I'm her wing woman. She doesn't want me to be at some boring school social. So <laughs> we might oh. be raising the roof instead of sitting around. Anyway, I think I can compromise. I think the Christmas party Hell. starts at 5 yeah. and the school social starts at 6.30. So I'm going to have a few cheeky champers over to the Christmas party, do the dance if I have to, if James can't do it, and then Uber back to the Christmas party. Can I do it all? No. <laughs> no. You absolutely cannot. Really? I want to be on the dance floor. I want to have some drinks. I, 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 It's I, Christmas. I. It's been a long year. I need Mate. to let off some steam and I don't want to be at a, at a school event. It's not about you. It's about your daughter, Frankie. Happy mum, happy life. <laughs> no, you just made that crap up. Hang on. Doesn't rhyme, does it? It doesn't really work. No, it doesn't. <laughs> Your daughter is 11? She's 12. Right. So this is the end of her primary schooling. Yeah, she's 12. We've got a lot of years together to celebrate. <laughs> what, and not, it, it, the bit that gets me is not only is her celebration at 6.30 and then you could probably go to the Christmas show later in the evening mm. once you've completed all of the celebration, not just done your two-minute barn dance <laughs> on the floor and then escape and leave James there. You should be there until you take Frankie home and tuck her into bed because she's finished schooling. And then you can then go to the Christmas show. But But what if my jam plays by the DJ at the Christmas party and I'm not there? But even before that, you're saying that you want to go at five o'clock to sneak in an hour and a half before Frankie's thing. Yeah, that's what I'm planning. Are you kidding? No, I'm serious. Just because he's... Hang on. I call I it success Just because she's your third <laughs> child, it doesn't mean you've done all the hard work for the first two and the third one gets just thrown in the I've garbage. I've done these events before. I've done them twice. <gasps> no. Poor Frankie. What? Oh, Poor right. Frankie. She's fine. 131060. <laughs> there is not one person listening who would say to you, you should go and do your little drink and dance off with Nicole before <laughs> Frankie's show. Go to Frankie's show for five minutes, handball to James, then go back to SAFM. I think that sounds like the perfect night. Right. thirteen ten sixty. is there one person listening, one, that thinks Beck should do that? See, honestly, I... Oh my God, it's the called phones. balance. I'll tell you what it's called. It's called putting yourself ahead of your kids and the phones are bloody ringing. 
we have got a big dilemma here, Rebecca Morse, for you with your mum file. Yeah. First of December, SAFM work Christmas show. Many of you are gearing up for your work Christmas shows, but also your youngest, Frankie, is having her big end of primary mm. school celebration where you actually get to dance with her. She's got her friends around her. She's got a new dress. She's not even going to notice if I what? get there a little bit late and a little bit boozed. <laughs> and leave a little bit early. So you intend to just go for a couple of minutes so you can actually go to your Christmas show before and after her event? Well, as I said, that's why we call it a mum fail. Okay. <laughs> if yeah. I was winning at life, we would be <laughs> talking <laughs> most times. 131060, I said, is there anyone out there, anyone that would follow Beck's lead and, you know, pop up, absolutely, you're going. There's yeah, no doubt I'm you're going miss it. Just... for five minutes <laughs> so you can get back to your Christmas show. Trish from Mitchell Park. Righto, Trish. Um, should Beck be doing this? Definitely not, Soda. Oh. She should be going to her daughter's graduation or the dance. She's going to remember that for the yep. rest of her life, and she's going to feel let down by you, Beck. Trish, you I don't can't. Really how many more Christmas? Like, how many more Christmas functions are you going to be able to go to in radio? This could be my last. <laughs> Good point, Trish. No, thank you, Trish. No, I, I agree. <laughs> I agree. I, it's all about making memories, isn't mm, it? Thank okay. you, Trish. You've helped my moral compass. Radio, Vic from Davron Park. Vic, righto. Yep. What are you going to do? Do. Um, I- Sorry, I think she should be going because you only graduate from primary school once. Yeah. And there's always going to be another Christmas party. And I'm pretty sure even in radio, you have more than one Christmas party. Yeah. Okay. How many kids have you got, Vicky? Five. Yeah. Okay. Have they all graduated? Uh, yes, they've all graduated, but I didn't get to go to half of them because me and my husband split up and half oh, of them oh. went to Queensland. Oh, okay. All right. I'm so sorry so to those hear memories that. Are, okay. Mm. But have you ever seen me burn up a dance floor, Vicky? <laughs> <laughs> Shari joins us from Clearview. Shari, um, should Beck be going to the party and just pop along for the dance for five or spending all the time at the graduation? Oh, I think go for it, Beck. Go for the Christmas party. Let your hair down. Plenty of other school things on through the years. They have enough school things, I think. Go and let your hair down. Have you had to make a similar decision, Shari? I have. I missed my youngest daughter's, I think it was in year five, her Mm -hmm. end of year Christmas concert. Yep. Um, because I had front row tickets to go see the magnificent mm-hmm. Elton John. Yeah. Oh, wow. Sure, first I've got to ask, how good was Elton John that night? Oh, he was really good. And- <laughs> really, really good, and I don't regret it. <laughs> what about your daughter? I was in the bad books for a little while. Mm. Um, she's, you know, it's a couple of years on now, but I'm pretty sure she's gotten over it. But <laughs> I'll always remember Elton John's concert. <laughs> okay, Shari, that's it. I'm doing both. What? Yes. I'll see you at the dance, Frankie, and I'll see you on the D floor soda. Shari, that's not how this works. <laughs> You're listening to SAFM's Beck and Soda. She's a beast. They call me Rachel. <gasps> Producer Rachel, Beck and Soda, Bridezilla.
We have been following this little journey over the past few months. Our wonderful producer, Rachel, is now married. Nine days ago was the big moment, but there's been a moratorium because Rachel's been in a love bubble. We haven't been able to communicate with her until she returned to work. And she's here, Bridezilla. Welcome. Good morning. Oh, congratulations. You look like a weight has lifted. Oh, I feel so much lighter. (laughs) It was such a burden. I didn't realise. Rachel, how was your wedding featuring Lockie? It was everything I could have asked for and more. There are oh. a few, few little mishaps, but I think I took them really well. We'll be the judge of that. The photos for a start, <laughs> if you didn't see them on our socials, you were beautiful. You looked like cake toppers. You know, the perfect bride and groom. Absolute perfection. And um, the work crew were hiding up Homer Simpson style in the bushes. Mm. So we hope we didn't interfere. No, next to the tree, right where you belong. (laughs) Um, I've got to say, uh, Lockie looked very dapper. Oh, he looked handsome, didn't he? Mm -hmm. He Yeah, caught me off guard a little bit. I was quite emotional when I saw him. I thought it would be the other way around. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Now, there was one point that we have to touch on. You said that if Lockie's not crying as you walk down the aisle, Mm. you are going to walk back and you're going to go to the top of the aisle until you see some tears. Yeah. Did we see tears from Lockie? There were a lot of tears. Really? The tears even started before I arrived. He was crying when the little groom, uh, flower girl and page boys walked down. Yeah. I've been married twice, right? (laughs) Did not shed a tear before. I mean, afterwards, lots. But uh, did not shed a tear (laughs) at any point Either time. You know what I mean? Maybe that's where you were going wrong. It must have been. Um, All right. So what went wrong? Let's unpack. Oh, well, you know my maid of honour, my best friend. The one you tried to sack. Yeah, should have sacked her because I'm a little bit annoyed. So I'd planned the entrance song, um, Stand By Me, which everyone uses, but by uh, Florence and the Machine. And Ah. there's this big build-up. There's an instrumental Mm. and then a massive build-up. So Mm. all the girls, strict instructions, be at the front before the big build-up happens. Before the crescendo. Yeah, that's my moment so don't you dare steal it Mm. what does victoria decide to do walk super duper slowly and the big moment happens and she's still waddling down the aisle waddling Waddling she was waddling and then i confronted her about it and she goes ha sorry like she did it on purpose (laughs) she did so for those that haven't been uh, in the know with this so you and Victoria have an unusual relationship. 12 years ago, she pranked you yeah. to set you up about this job at the Bardo clothing store and made you look stupid. Yeah. So what you did, obviously a couple of weeks ago, was you rang her here on the mm. radio and said, I'm sacking you as my bride's, bridesmaid maid of honour. And yeah. she went nuts. Yeah. And she's got you back again on the day. Yeah, she got me back. I wish I actually went through with it. <laughs> Can I just check, when you said that she was going down the aisle, did you actually mean she was dawdling? Yes. Or you actually meant waddling? No, she was waddling and dawdling. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and what happened at the altar? Something mortifying. Oh, well, multiple things happened. First of all, I um, cried a little too much and got makeup in my eye. It got stuck on my contacts right in front of my pupils, so I couldn't actually see anyone. And then I couldn't read my vows, so that was a debacle. Do you have a little cheat sheet yeah, with your vows? Yeah, they gave us a cheat sheet. Right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, don't do the repeat after me. Oh, they did that, but like boring yawn, skip over that. <laughs> yeah. I got a laugh in my vows too. I was quite proud. You did. did you? A little gag. A little gag here what, what and there. What was it? Oh, something about I promised, you know, to look at all the houses that you build because when he shows me the houses, I just go, oh, yeah, they look good. But, um, it was funnier on the day. Yeah. yeah. Don't ask me to repeat okay. it. Okay. So, all right. So you get the tick. He's crying. Mm. Everything's going on. Mm. 
and then you're up there, you can't see things properly because of makeup. So you've actually visually missed your wedding, but that's yeah. fine. Yeah. Uh, it was a good day. Then tell us, what was the big issue that was going on up the front though? I had a bit of hay fever, spring wedding, you know, snot running. So I kept sniffing and then I did a massive snot rocket in the middle of the ceremony and I was like glistening in the sun. People saw it flying and it landed on Lockie's hand. And we both look at my snot on his hand and I was like, it's fine, just rub it in, rub it into your suit. So we did. He rubbed it in and then the whole night there was this like snail trail of my of my snot up his arm <laughs> on his suit but and we haven't washed it because I think it's cute leave it there it's a nice memory <laughs> Rach congratulations yeah. I, I didn't think you would get there I thought something would derail it but you were able to manage to now be married yeah so you are now Rachel Nell Oh, you kept your name. Well, mate, TBC, I looked into it, but I have to pay $80 to change it, and that seems too hard. (laughs) (laughs) SAFM's Beck and Soda. Well, Beck, it's such a horrible, horrible, tragic story that we're seeing with Police Commissioner Grant Stevens and his family at the moment. And I think for every parent, and not just parents, but I think everyone that uh, is aware of the story over the past 24, 48 hours, it makes you stop in your tracks, doesn't it? Oh. And think about the safety of your kids. When I heard the news on Saturday, I just I just couldn't stop crying. The cruelty of it, the loss of any life, but I think the loss of a police commissioner, our police commissioner who guided us through COVID, who every day lately has been lamenting the road toll and the innocent lives lost that that even he could be touched by the road mm. toll it was it just seemed so so cruel and and sad i think for a lot of parents too schoolies is a time when you want your kids to go and have a good time but you are so nervous yeah. because things can go wrong and it's just one of those situations i think when it does make you stop and reflect on your life regardless if you know who the police commissioner and his family is or you don't because he's such a prominent person in society and along with you know Nicholas Spurrier, Peter, um, Stephen Marshall and mm. everything that happened over that time with COVID, um, you know, the police commissioner was front and centre in society. Mm. So I think for everyone it just becomes a time to perhaps even reassess and consider your own family. I texted um, my daughter Grace, who's 20 mm. and has done school this straight away, um, and I just said to her, I love you um, and drive safely. And she was working and she, she has no idea. She was like, what? And I just said, I just, I love you. I just, yeah, I think any parent of a teenager who puts them out on the road or who sends them into Hindley Street on a Saturday night, um, yeah, you, you always worry about your children. And then something like that, this, when it happens to someone as prominent um, and as selfless as Grant Stevens, I mean, his whole life is dedicated to public service. It'd be mm. like someone, like a, a cancer researcher who de- who devotes their whole life to curing cancer and then their kid getting cancer. It just seems so, so cruel that this has happened to him. But your kids are obviously a lot older than mine. The one thing that sticks in my head that friends have told me is as your kids become teens and they become much more independent and they start getting out and about, um, I've had so many mates say that at night time they'll be in bed waiting to hear their kids come home. Yeah. You know, it might be midnight, it might be 1am, it might be 2am before they can go to sleep and actually relax. Yeah. And I think this is one of those situations. I've got three kids at 11 and under, mm. so I'm still a few years away from that. But that is the one thing. And yesterday when I grabbed the paper and you know you saw the front page um, with Grant and his son on there, that picture of the two guys together, I looked at that and I was looking at my children and I'm thinking, it is so, so precious. Yeah. Um, and I think for many people over the last day or so, you probably hug your kids a little tighter at night. 
It is a reminder as well that we, we the road toll so high at the moment and you look at that number and then you know that every one of those numbers is, is not just mm. a statistic. It is a family like the Stevens family, um, you know, grieving um, as they are now. And, um, yeah, there are no words that can really um, express how the state is feeling about the Stevens family apart from we're all behind you. Um, I can't imagine when he's going to want to come back to work. Mm. I mean, obviously, there's the, that would be the last thing on his mind. But imagine doing a job where you deal with road trauma every day when you've been personally touched by it. I don't know how you pick yourself up. It's horrible to see these things happen, but they always, I think, make people stop in their tracks and think about how important, how precious life is. So just take that in your stride today. Oh, I think. Look at your kids, look at your friends and be kind. But also, for if there's any young kids out there listening, be like... Take care on the roads. One stupid decision ruins so many lives. Just be so careful. This is SAFM's Beck and Soda. Oh my gosh. Look at these trending topics. Taylor Swift made the difficult decision to cancel a concert in Rio due to extreme heat. Uh, in fact, one of her fans died. A 23-year-old uh, star, a uh, fan rather, um, collapsed and um, and then later died in hospital in the heat. 23. Did you see the video that she posted just before while she was waiting and everything? No, It's I didn't. pretty remarkable because you're watching it going, oh my God, this is, and she's talking about how hot it is and you see her mm. looking really sweaty. There's people with fans. Yeah. Because 40 degrees... Um, and then obviously she's passed after that. Yeah. Uh, you know they're actually not letting people take water into the stadium? I can't believe that. I mean, you know when you go to an event now or something, quite often they won't let you through with water. But surely in those sort of situations... What are they worried that you're smuggling in. vodka in or something? But who, like, just let the fans stay hydrated. Uh, so she actually stopped one of her shows and got water to the crowd because there were people in distress and then decided to cancel the, the next concert. So um, that would be devastating for Taylor. I reckon there's something like a thousand fans fainted during the event yeah. from heat exhaustion. That is a scary, scary situation. Yeah. Um, from Taylor Swift's concert to Harry Styles' hair. Fans are devastated that he has shaved his head, removing his uh, trademark curls. In mm. fact, some fans have said this has ruined my entire life. They're what? in tears and grieving the fact that Harry um, is bald now. Harry had good hair. Yeah, it's he sort of wavy. Some people can carry that off, and he had that. But it, I'm looking at the picture here. You just show me with his shaved head. He actually doesn't look like Harry Styles. I think you can't tell the shape of a person's head under there. He's got a bit of a melon head. I don't know. He's got a watermelon sugar high head. Um, No, he actually, his head's fine. He just looks completely different. Doesn't he? He just looks like a completely different person. Um, I shaved my head many, many years ago because it was summer. Free Channel 7, obviously. uh, Yes, it was. It was. So it was a long time ago. And I remember, because I thought, you know, you do pre-season footy and that sort of thing. It was so hot. I thought, I'm going to shave my head just to make it um, a lot cooler. You know, some people can carry off short hair or a bald head. Yeah. I can't. I've got a head like a robber's dog, right? <laughs> it is ridiculous. And I can remember when I shaved it, I had instant regret. I looked in the mirror going, oh my God, seriously, it looked like a mugshot. It was the worst thing. And the worst part is then it takes a while to grow back. Mm-hmm. But as it grows back, it gets fluffy. And you look like one of those little, you know, the little kids when they make the, those little heads and they put grass in there and they make their head grow with the grass. Mm-hmm. My head looked like that. So I look like a fluffy tennis ball for a couple of weeks. And I'm thinking, I was single at the time. I'm going, I'm no chance. Oh, oh, no. Well, I was going to ask, what did the girlfriend think? No, you were no. I was single at the time. And I'll tell you what, 
there was a drought. <laughs> I needed the kids to get on the roof eating the corn to say, the rain's here, the rain's coming. <laughs> there was a drought. What was it, like a 24-hour drought? Mate, it was, it was like 24 weeks. <laughs> Terrible. You're listening to SAFM's Beck and Soda. We've had a lot of chat on the show uh, recently about um, Perry and the Paws. Beck, and the reason being, look, I I was reading an article and I could see all these symptoms of what happens when you go through menopause Mm. and it was just going through my head, like the checklist, ting, ding, ting, Mm. mood swings, sweats, um, just a whole couple of rogue hairs coming here and there. I'm so sorry you've had to uh, put up with that. Uh, Just after we spoke about it, I found the book. It landed on my desk coincidentally. (laughs) Kaz Cook's It's the Menopause. Now, many women out there would be familiar with Kaz Cook. She helped me with pregnancy, with up the Duff, so I feel like she's following my female journey and understanding my every need. And we have her on the phone. Kaz Cook, good morning. Hello. Yes, I'm slightly psychic, but also <laughs> menopausal. Kaz, we have had a really big journey with this. We had Beck's bearded babes last week, and we helped all the women that are struggling with a few hairs um, get rid of those off their face with some well, threading and waxing. It's, it's my theory that uh, during perimenopause, your leg hairs migrate to your top lip and your chin. Now, I've checked this out with some of the medical experts and they're not sure it's true, but I, I swear in your sleep, they go on the march. They come up from your leg and uh, go onto your face. But also, why not leave them? Why not Why not develop some lovely sideburns, Beck? Just a little, little goatee maybe, you know. Each to their own, I say, in the, in the perimenopausal years. It is a judgment-free zone. So you surveyed for It's the Men menopause book almost nine thousand women of their their wow. experiences of menopause like it is i know it is torture isn't Incredible. it Kaz? some people breeze through it and hardly get any of the more than 35 symptoms that are connected with it but then for some people they get um brain fog concentration problems can't remember the right word a crash in self-confidence withdraw from friends hundreds and hundreds of women in the survey said i just don't feel myself mm. you know mentally and then there's all those other sort of more glamorous or well-known you know your hot flushes um, your terrible sleep problems, uh, can't get to sleep, waking up and can't get back to sleep, your sneaky wee, coughing, sneezing, <laughs> laughing, you know, looking sideways, you, you know, weeing at times when you'd rather not be weeing, basically. <laughs> so do you look like you have something to say. Oh, no, I'm just fascinating. I mean, I understand, sisters, of what is happening, oh. and I've seen that. Can I just ask, um, Kaz, and this is probably a little bit selfish, how long will this last? Because being Beck's on-air partner, I'm confronted by many of the things that you've been bringing up. Yes, it must be very confronting for you to mm. have to deal with someone else who's going through, you know, yep. pain and someone who is perhaps rightly angry with you being a complete pain in the old box. box. That sort of thing must be, <laughs> must be very confronting for you, Sondra. I mean, I feel for men. I feel for them yep. in this day and age. And it's just, you know, what would be great is if you could pull your weight. Okay. That might help. Yeah. That might help with mood swings. If men were perhaps doing... A little bit more of the laundry at home, a little bit more of the cooking, the cleaning. I mean, I don't know if that's relevant or helpful to you, Beck, but... um... Kaz, I've got to ask. Look, and I understand menopause is real. I appreciate it and I empathise with you. But, I mean, menopause also is something I think that is a phenomenon we need to talk about. Can I just tell you, it's actually not called menopause. It's called midlife crisis. 
and wanting a motorcycle. That's what that's called. I mean, look, if men had itchy penises all day, were bleeding completely unpredictably from God knows where, couldn't think, had yep. a confidence crash, couldn't sleep, were just, you know, randomly weeing throughout yep. the day, yes. you can bet there'd be menopause clinics on every corner. So when <laughs> that starts happening, Soda, you let us know and we'll advocate for you to have your own special clinics. Kaz, it's like you've got an insight into my life. I know. I've had this itchy thing for such a long that period. I can't you stop it. <laughs> Beck, save me. Let's not go there. All right, Kaz. Let's Look, not go there. The book is It's the Menopause. I've had a flick through. I've learned so much, and it just normalizes the process and helps us know how to get help. Thank you so much, Kaz. Thank you, darlings, and have a good day, Soda. SAFM's Beck and Soda. My head hurts, so it must be time for The Riddle Man. Hey, Beck, I don't know if at 7pm on a Sunday night you flick over to Channel 7, but there is a show called The One Percent Club. Have you seen that with Jim Jeffries, who is the, the Aussie comedian? Oh, no, I haven't. It is brilliant, right? For an hour, they sit there with a studio audience of 100 people. Oh, yes, you And they ask all these great riddles and brain teasers mm. and then get people down. You can win up yeah. to 100 grand. You know what I'm doing at 7 o'clock on a Sunday night? I'm just getting prep for the week. I'm doing meal prep. I'm making school lunches. I'm... <laughs> Yeah, right. Okay. Well, I've actually done that prior to the show, so I'm already ready so I can sit down and watch it, which is uh, great. This is the gist of what the Riddle Man is. All right. Some of those, and I'll tell you, if you watch that show, seven o'clock on a a Sunday night, it will put your brain into the sort of mode that you need to get through the Riddle Man. Okay. It is a classic Mm. show. So this man is playing on Sunday night. And if you nail my riddle now, you could be going to see him. You will be going to see him. We've got a double pass and a hundred bucks to go and see the magnificent Robbie Williams at the Velo Adelaide 500. Right? Do whatever you can. Beg, borrow, or steal to get the tickets or okay. answer, answer a riddle that is coming here right now. Beck, you ready? You're clapping yourself. You're I'm very, happy. very excited. Right. Now, you've got one of these out of about 40 so far this year. Um, <laughs> what do you throw out? when you want to use me, but you actually take in when you don't want to use me. So you throw it out when I'm useful, but you've got to bring it in when I'm not useful. Why do you look so confused? It's just my face. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I just couldn't tell. There was no movement for a moment. <laughs> right. What do you throw out when you want to use me, but you actually take it in when you don't want to use me? Oh, I think I've got an idea, but right. I'm not going to say it. Write it down. Write it down. Okay, we are ready to go. Kelly from Parafield Gardens. Good morning, Kel. Good morning. Okay, what do you actually have that you throw out when you want to use me, but you take it in when you don't want to use me? I really don't know. Oh, yeah. Kel, thanks for playing. We appreciate the call early in the morning. Get you up and down. Will from Norwood. G'day, Will. G'day, Soda. How are you, brother? Good, mate. Is it your bin? No. That's what I wrote down. I love your thinking. It's it's not bad. That's not the answer, but it could be. When you when you use it, you put it out and then when you finish with it you bring it in. Yeah, exactly. A bin could be right, but that's not the right answer. Louise from Glenelg North. Good morning, Louise. Okay. What do you throw out when you want to use me, but you've got to bring it in when you don't want to use me? 
I felt Ben too. Yeah, yeah. Louise, thank you. Yeah. Look, you could be right, but it's not. Okay, Wade <laughs> from Blakefield. Wade, what is it? What do you uh, throw out when you need me, but you have to take it in when you don't want me? Well, it's not magnificent, but I'm magnificent. Oh. Yes, you are, and you're in the running for a holiday. <laughs> and would it be a rope? No. Yeah. But, Wade, I love your thinking. Right, we're now starting to get into the area. Right, Beck? Have you got, you got another answer oh, you're thinking was, of? That was all I had. Okay, well, keep going. Your brain's allowed <laughs> to be rewired to go again. Janet from the CBD. Okay, Janet. Oh, God. What do you reckon? <laughs> this is to go and see Robbie Williams. Oh, no, I know. I'm just trying to think. What do you think? Um, oh, God. I'm Oh, Janet. All right, you have a wonderful day. Mel from Salisbury East. Okay, Mel, can you stop the rot and get this one right now? So... What do you throw out when you want to use me? But you've got to actually take it in when you don't want to use me. What would that be? Mel? An anchor? Yes! And an it's anchor. magnificent. Uh, yes, it's an anchor, Ben. Hang on, say Right, what do you throw oh, yeah. out when you want to use me, but you've got to bring it in when you don't want to use me? Oh, yeah. oh, an anchor. Yeah, of course. Oh. Uh, hey, Mel, you're off to go and see Robbie Williams. That's magnificent. Yes, and you're in the running for a beautiful, magnificent holiday. Um, Mel, have you ever seen him live before? I see him live many, many years ago. I think about 15 years ago. Oh, right. Um, have you watched the doco yet? No, not yet. Okay, you've got to watch it on Netflix. If you haven't got Netflix, go to your neighbour's house or try and get their password and get it onto your TV, all right? That's magnificent. Thank yes, you. Yes, there you go. Well, um, Mel, 100 you know, bucks as um, well. Speaking of anchors, you know why they're called news anchors who read the news? Because they're the first thing to get thrown overboard when the ship is sinking. <laughs> SAFM's Beck and Soda. Six to nine weekdays. SAFM.